This is Dr. Barry Taff, and you're listening to the Paranormal Journal. podcast presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The host purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only answer to paranormal phenomena. We have not yet begun to touch the surface into these supernatural occurrences. With that being said, welcome to the Paranormal Journal. Good evening, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Paranormal Journal. This is season two of the Paranormal Journal podcast. Glad everybody is out there and hung in with me. Had a lot of stuff going on, investigation-wise, work-wise. It's been crazy, folks. It's been totally crazy. So I'm back for a new season, and we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. i got a lot of upcoming stuff coming up. We're going to be uh, uh, featured in a paranormal magazine. We are going to be the cover page on a paranormal magazine that we were nominated to be in that magazine which will be coming out in march and i'll give more details as it gets closer but yeah we will be in a paranormal magazine that's uh broadcast across the world and the united states so pretty excited pretty excited that we got nominated which i was really surprised i received a, uh an email from a uh, magazine place and said we were nominated to be on the cover i was highly impressed i said oh, Cool, we're being noticed, so that's that's a really good thing, and and that's a uh, that's a pretty good achievement in, in the paranormal field to uh, be noticed. There's a lot of groups go unnoticed that are putting in the work, and unfortunately, that's uh, you know that's how it goes. If you know you're not on TV or something, then you you kind of go unnoticed. But uh, there's a lot of paranormal groups out here that are putting in the work and deserve to be recognized. And if they ever want to come on my show. If they listen to this podcast and you want to come on the show and talk about your group and the stuff that you're doing, all you got to do is uh, shoot me an email at uh, paranormaljournal18 at comcast.net and uh, shoot me a message. Let me uh, put you on the show and talk about what you're doing. Get the uh, word out about you, that's for sure, because uh, some people have put in the work and they deserve to be recognized. Uh, This is a really trying field with uh, a lot of 
you know, ups and downs with paranormal groups and paranormal teams. And if there's still people out there that are, you know, plugging away for a lot of years and, you know, I think they deserve some recognition and uh, I'll, I'll definitely recognize them to come on the show and we'll talk about your, uh, your team. So definitely, you know, reach out to me and, and uh, we'll definitely put you out here. Uh, we will be uh, attending some uh, Paracons this year. We will have some merchandise out. We will be uh, hooked up with Anna Manila at a couple Paracons. Uh, doing some signing with the book that we uh, helped uh, Anna write. So um, Anna's the author, but we did give her a lot of information about some of our cases. So we're we're pretty uh, we've been pretty busy. Well, we did manage to squeeze a case in already. Uh, our caseload is kind of filling up this year. Uh, a couple people have postponed and, and uh, rescheduling, but we did get a case in on the 21st. Pretty historic location that I can't, um, unfortunately, I can't put out there because the uh, management of the uh, historic location doesn't want anyone sending them emails about, you know, coming in and investigate. They actually... Uh, Chose us to come in and investigate the the historic location, and we did that on the twenty first, and it was a really really cool place. I want to tell you, a really really cool place. Um, we had a lot of experiences, and and it's a big part of our history too. It was a really big part of our history of the country, and uh, there was a suicide and a couple of deaths in the home from illnesses and. Very, very interesting place. We've, we've been starting to do the review now, and uh, we are catching some pretty cool stuff. Uh, names associated with the location, and um, a lot of helps help me saying names. Uh, nothing on video yet, but we are we're plugging away decently at trying to figure out some things, and we heard some really weird stuff when we were in the home. Uh, really, really really weird stuff it was really cool excuse me uh, we were hearing breaths and uh which is really fascinating with me with these breaths you know in a, in a lot of, of of paranormal investigations you get these uh like sighs of like or or like <sighs> these like deep breaths or or groans or even growling sometimes you hear some growling some people get really alarmed by hearing the growling but it doesn't really affect me. You know, people say, oh, it's demonic. It's demonic. Everybody wants to kick the demonic thing. I'm always going to say that, but uh, I don't think grounds associated with demonic things. Some people might, but I, I've heard it over a lot over the years, but never, never really had anything demonic happen or seen anything demonic or, you know, it just, it doesn't work that way. To me, it doesn't, but, you know, some people think, you know, the smallest things might relate to something demonic, which that's, that's not the case, but I have heard it, and uh, in this case, we did hear some breaths, and uh, we did hear a couple of little low EVPs while we were there. Nothing really big, nothing really significant, like we didn't see any movement, or uh, and there was reports of movement and, and full-bodied apparitions in the, in the location as well. Uh, I think with, with a lot more investigating... And a lot more camera time, I think. I mean, we did investigate the place for eight hours. And I definitely, if if the uh, 
the management of the, of the location listens to this podcast. I didn't put the name out there for you, but uh, I do want to thank them for letting us come in. It's been uh, over 10 years since they've had a paranormal group in this place, and uh, they asked us to come in and investigate. So pretty honored because the place was very beautiful and very, very awesome looking. I mean, and it's haunted. It's pretty haunted from all the stories that we heard uh, from the, the curators of the place and, and patrons that go to the place. It was um, it was interesting. It was very interesting. And we had uh, we had nine investigators there. And uh, I tell you what, it was it was pretty busy all night. We we plugged away for eight hours, and and some investigators got some pretty cool stuff already with some EVPs. And there's some of the stuff I've listened to already. I've probably captured uh, about four or five EVPs of of voices. One uh one one of the cameras I had had a um, a wireless camera set up in one of the rooms, and we hear I hear a voice say uh, "Help me!" really clear in the camera. And I also had a digital voice recorder going in that room at the same time, and I went into that recorder at the same time, and both devices picked up to help me, which is cool because it's you know it's now you know you're now collaborating between two two recording devices, and it captured on two recording devices, which is very cool. And when we did the uh, walkthrough of the place, me and Tom, which we did the walkthrough. Uh, we met with the curator and we're walking through and she's explaining the things. And I set a camera down on one of the desks shooting into one of the rooms where they had seen, uh, you know, multiple full body apparitions in, in one room. So I said, well, when we're downstairs talking about a date to investigate, I'll set a camera here. And then I'll put a recorder out here while we're downstairs talking about what date we're going to investigate. So, you know, I didn't know if we were going to get anything or, you know, didn't know if we caught anything. I, we were downstairs talking the whole time, and you know, I went to uh, went into the recorder and went into the camera and started listening to everything. Was listening, and sure enough, right in the camera, I hear uh, you hear a man's voice say, "Paul," it says Paul, and at the same time. My recorder in another room picked the same voice up, so this was a disembodied voice out loud that both recording devices captured, which is really, really cool. It's, it's validating that you picked up a disembodied voice, and it was definitely on, not on the floor we were on. We were on a, we were in the basement, and that was on the uh, first floor, and you can hear us talking, and you hear this man's voice over the top of ours go, really loud, like into the camera. And there was no one else there but us. And it was really, really cool. And that was our initial just walkthrough in history of, of the location. And uh, I'm hoping we get invited back to do a lot more investigating because that place has a slew of paranormal activity. Uh, and the stories were, were pretty incredible from what we had heard from the curators. And uh, I definitely want to get back there. For sure. I mean, there's been a suicide near. There's been a couple of deaths. I mean, it it just has the whole trifecta. You get disembodied voices. You're seeing full body apparitions, and they even have a picture of one, I believe, um, in period clothing. It is a really cool place. I cannot wait to get back in there and do some more investigating. We're gonna knock this out for them. Go back to a reveal. Hopefully, they're impressed with the reveal. 
and we get back into the location and start doing some more investigating because um, I, I, the more investigating you do, the more stuff you're going to get. And who knows, you might even get that one hell of a moment of catching a full-bodied apparition on, on a camera. Um, that's what I'm trying to get. I've captured some pretty cool stuff on, on video with, with, with the black mask, which you can go to YouTube. I've said it a hundred times, but you can go to YouTube because I think it's one of the best pieces of evidence of a black mask you're ever going to see. And that's, and it's a hundred percent real. We captured it in an investigation. Go to YouTube, go to the Harrisburg area paranormal society, go to the black mask video. And you're going to see the, the video in its entirety. And it's an amazing piece of video. It really is. You know, I've captured doors opening up on their own. That black mass. We have really cool pictures that we've captured of, uh, of a shadow figure. It, the, you know, you don't get a whole lot of evidence, you know, uh, picture-wise or video-wise. But when you get it, it's amazing. Um, that video, I've probably watched that video couple million times ever <laughs> I captured it wow 15, almost 15 years ago 13 years ago and uh, it's still amazing and I still watch it like at least twice twice a day maybe <laughs> like just trying to figure out what caused it to manifest you know because it's just I it's it's totally unpredictable and how it happened I really don't know it's just manifests and yeah if you watch the video you'll be amazed with it because i know when i seen that it, it was it was amazing but you know the whole thing with paranormal investigations you never know what's going to happen that's the whole thing like you think it's just you know and that's what i was explaining to the curator it's not about running around in the dark with flashlights and infrared cameras a lot you can have paranormal stuff happen broad daylight just as well as you can have it happen at 3 o'clock in the morning. You just have to be at the right place at the right time for the paranormal activity to happen. And when you're there, and you're at the right place at the right time, and you catch it, it's it's an amazing feeling. Um, just hearing voices, you know, that you might not have heard at the time, and then you play back into your recording systems, and there's these voices imprinted in the recorder, you know, and you're just like, I did not hear that, and sometimes you hear it. If you plug in, they call it live EVP now, but uh, I was doing it way before they called it live live EVP. I was pl I was doing live EVP twenty years ago, um, which I adopted that from watching. I had seen uh, Ed Ed uh, Warren on a uh, TV show, and I seen he had an old analog tape deck with a, a like a boom kind of microphone and he was recording and i'm like oh that's cool and he had a set of headphones on and he was listening what he's doing was listening for evps and disembodied voices and stuff and uh that's where i adopted it from and uh, anybody that knows me that's been investigating with me for the last 20 plus years i can tell you i've always plugged into my recorders and listened while i was investigating and it was way before they started live evp way before and uh, I just I thought it gave me the advantage in an investigation because no one was doing it. And I'll tell you what, it did because I would be in investigations and I would hear things and no one in the group would hear them. And they thought that I was like, 
imagining things. So I'm like, dude, I just heard you get out. Did you guys hear it? And they're like, I didn't hear it. So now I'm, I'm, I was definitely realizing that I'm hearing one of the different hertz or hertz level that they can't hear these things on. And I'm hearing them through the recording devices, but they're not. So that's telling me it's way below what they're able to hear with the human hearing, which is amazing that I, I was doing, you know, I'm, I'm catching it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. So anything, people out there that are listening to the show, anything below 20 hertz is non-human. Like it's, a human can't talk below 20 hertz or we can't hear below 20 hertz. Anything from 20 to 20,000, we can hear. Anything below that, that 20 hertz, now you're talking, you're on a level of like animals. Animals can hear below the human hearing range, but we can't. So these things, and, and sometimes I would put the EVPs on a spectrogram, which is a program in, in my um, Cool Edit. It's a Cool Edit program, and I would put it on a spectrogram, spectrogram and you can see, you can actually see the EVPs. And you highlight that area, and it'll let you know what hertz level that that voice is is coming through on. And a lot of them were below twenty hertz. They were speaking below twenty hertz, which is not possible, but they were doing it. And uh, it was amazing. EVPs are are probably in most investigations you get more EVPs than you do video. And, and that's a fact. Any investigator that's been doing this long enough will tell you, you're going to get a hell of a lot more EVPs than you're ever going to get video or camera-wise. Or, you know, it's just, that's just how it is. You hear these things more than you see them. And I'm saying things because I really don't know what they are. Are they ghosts? I think some are maybe are, are ghosts. You know, some are ghosts. There, I think there are ghosts. There are beings or some subconscious that lives on because you know some of the stuff that i've recorded is highly intelligent uh we can't see it but it's very intelligent and it answers questions about stuff that happened in the past like i've had i've had it happen at gettysburg i had it happen at fort mifflin i you know i asked it what division it was in and it said the north and we didn't hear it at all i did not hear it i just said you know what division were you with didn't and it was as quiet as this. We heard nothing. It was silence. When I played it back in the recorder, and I had no idea I had even caught it because no one heard anything. And, you know, I played it back in the recorder, and you hear a man's voice say, North. It's like, North. And we did not hear it. And I was plugged in. So that just goes to show you that, you know, sometimes you do miss EVPs being plugged in or... Should I say live EVP? You can miss them. If you're not paying attention, you can be walking, which is really cool. You can be walking and making a noise. Say you're doing this, you know, rubbing something. And uh, they'll use a reverberal kind of noise to communicate and talk. You'll be walking. All of a sudden you hear, get out or, or help me or, or something, you know, or say a name or something, you know, John, you know, it'll do something like that. And it, it'll stop being your tracks because you'll be like, whoa. I just heard a voice. I heard something, you know. I don't know what the hell that was. And then when you go back in the recorder, you, you know, you always note it too. If you're if you're if you want to get into paranormal investigating, always document everything. Even even if you're just saying it into the recorder, 
you know, say, hey, you know, you, you could walk in the room and you heard something. Say, yeah, I just thought I heard a voice at, you know, it's 8.20 p.m. I definitely heard a voice. And uh, that way, when you get back in your recorder, you know exactly what time it happened, too. And some, some recorders, you can even mark it. You can even index where you, you heard, you know, the EVP at the time. You hit the index, and later on in, in the evening, you can go back to that, that index mark in the recorder and listen to where you heard the EVP. And uh, that's, that's really cool. That's kind of like the live EVP recorders. You can do the same thing with those. But um, most recorders have an index or a mark. It'll say mark or, or index. You hit that. You hear a voice. Just hit that index, and it'll mark right where you heard that, that EVP. And you can rewind that session all the way back, and it'll get right to those index marks. And you can listen more to what you thought you heard. That's the thing about paranormal investigations is documenting, documenting, documenting. Do you, are you going to get an answer? Are you going to have an answer to it? Probably not. Uh, I don't have any answers to why things happen. I like hearing a lot of people's, you know, BS about the real answer behind what they think. That's the big thing. What they think is the answer. There are no answers. To me, there are no answers, and, you know, I've, I've done it long enough to realize that, you know, these things are totally unpredictable. You never know when they're going to happen. You don't know why why they're happening, how they're happening, where they're happening. It, that's that's the, the, the total enigma about the whole thing is it's like a big riddle. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, they give you little snippets of things. It's not like they're giving you masses amount of information but they're giving you snippets of hey we're still here there's there's something here but then there's other things that i don't think are ghosts there's something else they're interdimensional or i don't know what they are but um there's some really weird things that happen like this black stuff you know some people say it's ghosts trying to manifest and stuff like that and it could be um, you know, it could be a ghost trying to manifest into something. I'm I'm not totally sure. But I can tell you this much. Whatever they are, they create energy from nothing. Um how that's even how that's even possible, I really really couldn't tell you because it's forming a mass, a black mass, from nothing. I mean, there's nothing there. And all of a sudden there's this thing forming and turning black, gaining mass, where you, you can no longer see through it. So that's it's definitely creating mass. But where is it getting the energy to create a mass? Almost like a black hole almost, you know what I mean? That's what you're kind of, it kind of reminds you of that. When, when you're watching on a video that we captured, it kind of reminds you of like a little small black hole that maybe something's coming in and out of, coming in and out of like a dimension. And it keeps going back to the same place. Boom, it goes to this dresser. Then it goes back to the closet. It goes to the dresser. It goes to the closet. But in the home, the people definitely seen it manifested other places in the home. Not, not only there, but they seen it in their kids' room. They seen it downstairs. And it was touchy-feely with them, too. It pushed them and, and touched them. And just and they still live there, which you know I'm trying to get back into there to do way more investigations. But... You know, they have small children, and, uh, well, the one son's a teenager now. I think he's in his teens now. Uh, it's been that long since I've been there. Uh, we were scheduled to go back there, but some things uh, happened, and 
it never happened, but I'm trying to get back there desperately to really concentrate on that closet to see. Maybe it's a portal. I, I hate saying a portal, but uh, maybe it's a portal. I really don't know. Is it some way that somehow these interdimensional things can travel at that particular location? Maybe it's something geomagnetic with the earth right there that these things can, it's the way they come in and out. You know, it's a certain place that has this geomagnetic kind of portal. I mean, that's the only thing I can describe it as or an entryway to this, this dimension. There are other dimensions where, you know, we live in a three-dimensional, two-dimensional world. There are other dimensions. Scientists have proved it. We just can't figure out how, you know, how it exists or, you know, it's, it's really weird. Scientists, you know, have proven there are other dimensions. And are these things coming from those dimensions? We really don't know. Is it alien technology? I don't know. I, all I know is it's creating itself from nothing. And uh, how the hell do you create something from nothing? That's, that's the most amazing part of the whole video if you watch it. I'm telling you, just, you want to see something amazing. It's real. It's just no fakery, you know, YouTube bullcrap. Go to my, go to Harrisburg Area Paranormal Society on YouTube. Go to the Black Mass video and watch it. That video is a million percent real. There's no bullcrap in it. That stuff that we recorded, I put it out there so people can uh, actually see they, these things do exist and they are in people's homes and people are seeing them. I didn't put it out there to gain any kind of fame, any of that, I put it out there solely on the purpose of educating people that these things are real and they're out there. And some people experience them on a very high level. And what the hell are they? What are they? You know what I mean? That's the big thing. What in the hell are these things? Don't know. We really don't know. I don't have, I don't have a clue. I don't think anyone really does. They can watch the video. You can gain your own conclusions from it, but it's just, it's, it's amazing, you know, to really try to figure these things out. It's why did it happen that night? I don't know. I, I went back uh, another time and, you know, never, it never manifested again, but we did have, we did hear voices and disembodied voices and, um, I was touched twice in the same night in that very room. Once I got poked in my back, I was sitting in the closet because we had already done the investigation. We'd seen it come out of the closet. So I was basically focusing on investigating that room and that closet. So I was, I sat in that closet where this thing manifested at. And sure enough, about 15 or 20 minutes into, into investigating that room, something poked me in the middle of the back and, uh, Really hard with like, it felt like a thumb almost, like someone jammed their thumb in my back. And I jumped up and I'm like, wow, man, that was, it was freaky. And I didn't sit back in the closet after that. I sat on the edge of the bed, but then I moved over to the corner about where I had my camera and I was sitting there and, uh, I don't know, I felt kind of uneasy, um, just because I know there's something there, you know, it's kind of your mind playing tricks on you putting that fight or flight kind of thing into your head because you, you already know you see there's something here. You captured it on video. You're hearing disembodied voices. 
you just got touched. So now you're definitely on edge. You're on alert. There's something here. There's something paranormal going on here. There's something here that we can't see physically, but it's there. You can see it. You can't, you know, you, you can't see it, but it can see you and it can touch you and you can't touch it. That's the scary part about paranormal investigating is these things, if they wanted to attack you, they can attack you. You can't see them. And, and that's the funny thing is it's a physical force. It's not like it's mentally happening to you. You are physically being touched and pushed. And uh, I, that night I was, I was really feeling, feeling weird. So I stood up and uh, just, I don't know, like you're ready for something to happen. And sure enough, something happens again. This time it pulls on my shorts. It was summertime and my shorts got pulled on really hard. Like someone yanked it. And, um, I'm like, wow, it totally freaked me out. And um, I'm like, man, something just really pulled on my shorts really hard. And I said, I said out loud, I said, I was referring to whatever was in the room with us. I said, did you pull on my shorts? And we heard a voice say, uh, you would know. I mean, it was clear as day, like, you would know. And uh, I did capture it on a recording. I'm not going to play any of the recordings tonight, but I'll definitely play some EVPs for, for my listeners out there. Um, not tonight, but uh, we'll do maybe we'll do a whole episode of just playing EVPs. Um, but that was so interesting. I mean, I've had so many interesting cases. Like, I, you know, I talk about the ghost box, and um, I don't like the ghost box only because I like it, but I don't because it's it's disputable. It's using radio waves. It's using radio stations. So, you know, if you get something on it, someone can always say it's a radio station. And that's what sucks about it because I've had some really cool stuff happen with the ghost box. So, you know, one clip, we, like I said, it said help. like, And it stretched over like, I don't know, five, six, seven stations. It was like, you know, the ghost box is... And this thing just is like, help. And everybody's like, whoa. And it was really loud at the time. Um, and it was freaky. We wound up turning our lights on after that. But it was a really weird moment that happened on the ghost box. I, I like to touch on a lot of things that has happened to me uh, in investigations. Simply for the fact is, you know, these are real things that happened to me. And um, I'm trying to get more of my clients on that want to you know, be on the show and talk about their experiences, which I'm trying to get more people on. Um, but I like talking about the stuff that I've done because it's stuff that's I've really experienced and, you know, investigating for as long as I've investigated. I've had a lot of weird, a lot of weird, strange shit happen, you know, and, and it's interesting because I don't, you know, there are a lot of people that have put in the same amount of time as I have at doing this, and I definitely like to hear their stories because I tell you what, I have a lot of them, and um, it just never stops. Every time I go to an investigation, something happens. Um, it, it's interesting, you know, and you, a lot of these, in a lot of these cases too, that we investigate, they all have the same kind of. Um, symptoms you know people are seeing shadows people are hearing voices it's the typical kind of haunting thing and and it's a lot of it is the same it really is it's that one or two cases that aren't the same that really piqued your interest in, in the investigation because you're like 
why is that house different than any other house that we did? You know, this the phenomena is uh, unreal. You know, there's a lot of things going on. Nothing to the extent of like you see in a movie. Like some of this stuff you see in a movie is just nuts. You know, stuff flying around. And even some of these shows like the, like the paranormal caught on camera. Stuff, some of that stuff. A lot of people are faking stuff. What sucks? Because, I mean, it really... There could be someone that's legitimately putting some real paranormal phenomena on like YouTube platform or uh, a TikTok, you know. But <laughs> just the thing, man, people are trying to get viewers. And even myself, I want to get more listeners. I want people to listen because I, I have a lot to t I have a lot to talk about. I like to educate educate people about paranormal investigating, the phenomena involved in it. The dangers involved in it. There are dangers involved in paranormal investigating. Um, there are things that can happen to you. Um, you know, I'm not going to say possession or anything because I've never experienced any of that kind of stuff. I'm only going to touch base on what I've experienced, the things that I've done. I can't say if there's demonic possession. Are there demons? It's possible. I've never seen them. I've never experienced anything. I've never investigated anything. I've never investigated anything that was demonic or possibly demonic. Um, and I think it's good to go into a case being skeptical. You don't want to go into a case automatically thinking that, you know, the place is demonically haunted or, you know, demonically infested with demons and, and things like that, because now you're, you're pumping your psyche up for something else. You know what I mean? You're creating, you're creating, you're self-creating an environment that, you really don't need to be self-creating. You know what I mean? You go in with an open, you're going into it with an open mind, but you're going in skeptically as well. You never want to go into a place saying, oh, they said it's haunted, so it's haunted. No, you're there to gather data. You're there to gather the data, come back, review it, get back with them. Hey, the stuff you're experiencing, we experienced it. We caught it. Here it is. Here's what we caught. We caught audio. Maybe we caught some video. That's the most important thing. Uh, it's important to me because that's what we've done. Uh, you know, most of our cases are residential cases. They're not like going to Waverly Hills or going to. We do that kind of stuff for fun. That's fun cases. We, we you know, we're out in the public helping people and um, trying to figure out an answer, trying to help them. Definitely. Definitely trying to, you know, give them some kind of answer to what's going on. Do we have an answer? No. But can we go there and validate their claims of paranormal activity? Hell yeah, we can. And and we do it. And we do it very well. Um, you know, in most of the cases that we've done, if the people reported activity, like I said, we go in skeptically. But... We catch things. You know, when we first started doing it, we thought we were, you know, we were messing up or we were, you know, thinking, ah, man, you know, maybe we're just, we're just losing our minds or something. This can't be. We're catching, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm documenting these EVPs and the times and I'm like, man, how the hell, catching so many EVPs. I mean, we've got to be doing something wrong. But we weren't. We were doing everything right. But in our minds that, you know, we're trying to give a logical explanation to something there is no explanation to, you know. So that's the hard part is 
they're trying to find an explanation to something that there are no explanations to. You know what I mean? There are none. We're trying to figure out what the hell was going on, but it's hard, folks. It's really hard. I don't have any damn answers, you know, or any, any, I don't have any answers to it, to be honest. Um, I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did. I, I really did. I, it's frustrating anymore to try to figure out, you know, what the hell is causing this stuff, you know? We're trying to figure it out, but it just gets harder and harder and harder and harder to, to figure out. It really, really does. And unfortunately, uh, Don won't be with us this season. Uh, Don's going through some personal things, and uh, Don's one for the fight with this thing, too, trying to figure out stuff and... Uh, he, Don's definitely a good investigator. He's been doing it for uh, we've been doing it together for a long time, and I, I'm sad he ain't coming back this season. So I'm kind of doing it on my own. But I'm thinking about bringing in uh, Tom. He's my case manager, and he might go host the show with me. He said he would. So I'm just doing this first uh, episode on season two by myself tonight. So. Um, and I'm not doing it live, I'm pre-recording it, but just sitting here thinking about some of the stuff we, we're, we've been doing, and um, I did help um, Anna Manila write a book on our case files, which was uh, a case we did, and uh, she named it The Unholy Structure, so I gave her some information on a bunch of stuff that happened in the case that we did, and um, some of the experiences that we had, and construction workers had in a case that we did in an old mansion that was uh, really, really haunted, really active. I mean, we captured so much stuff. Probably one of the, probably in the top five most haunted places I've ever been in was in that location. Uh, go to go to uh, Amazon and check it out. It's called Unholy Structure by uh, Anna Manillo. Uh, and uh, check it out. A lot of the, all the uh, experiences in that book are real. They did happen. At one time or another during that investigation and it even talks about the construction workers that were there uh rebuilding the house because the house was a total uh the mansion was a total wreck and they did rebuild it but a lot of uh, workers quit a lot of them quit because they couldn't they couldn't handle it and um the activity was going on i mean they're talking to people that aren't there and they they couldn't handle it <laughs> so they they bailed out man they could they were like no 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 no. we're gone we're out of here this is not going to happen not this time uh one i think in one instance there was the foreman had gotten there early they were working early because the summer it was the summertime and it was hot so they're working early and Sure enough, they hear, well, he hears what he thinks is one of his guys come in and, you know, he hears talking and he's talking back to it and it's talking back to him and he's, he's talking to it and it's answering him and he's having a full-blown conversation with what he thinks is one of his guys and it's not one of his guys, it's a ghost. And uh, he doesn't even realize that until one of his guys actually shows up and says, who the hell are you talking to? 
I said, I'm talking to you. He's like, I just got here. He said, do you hear the other person? He's like, I didn't hear anybody but you talking. He's like, there was somebody else that was talking back. And he was all freaked out. And uh, and uh, he didn't quit, but he was the foreman of the police. But he had a lot, a lot of things happen to him in there, which is really, really cool. Um, but, you know, the more... The more you dig into this stuff, the more fascinating it is because there was a lot of things in that place that was really, really intelligent, really intelligent. I mean, it would answer questions directly. I mean, you would ask a question and, you know, it would answer. Uh, you know, I asked, you know, are you Amish? And uh, because this happened in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, there's a lot of Amish farms in, in Lancaster. And uh, I said, you know, were you were you Amish? And at the time I didn't I didn't hear it, but we heard a voice in the recorder and we started listening and it said sometimes. And Amish people do sometimes act like the English. They call they call us the English. So, you know, sometimes they're Amish and then, you know, there's times in their lives where they're not Amish. They get out there and they do, you know, things that regular people do and it said sometimes which was really cool I mean, you hear a female like sometimes and it was a female voice and sometimes and i was like wow man that's like really intelligently communicating which is you know it's very very cool you don't have that happen a lot hardly ever actually you know have have that happen and when it does happen and you get into a place like this you know and it's um <laughs> it, it, it's crazy you, you it blows you away you know because you're just like oh my god i can't believe that we're experiencing this stuff and we're hearing it answering questions directly it, it's unexplainable it really really is the more you start getting into it i'm telling you the more the more you get hooked into paranormal investigating Especially when you have something big happen. You have something big happen, and it's just, it, it, it's amazing. Really, really is. You, you, you don't believe it. You don't want to believe it, but you're like, oh, my God. I just seen something, or I just heard something. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. You, you're telling you, if you get into paranormal investigating, you have something like that happen. You're, you're you're finished. You're you're done. You're gonna be a, you're gonna be buying all kinds of equipment. You're gonna be you know out you know trying to build build a team and start investigating. Um, but just try to remember, you know, it's not all about the movies. You know, you see the movies and you see you know them out there and it's all this fascinating stuff going on and uh, they're experiencing all this really cool stuff and things are flying around it's not like that it's not like that at all um when you, if you do have something like that happen wow you've uh you've just had some amazing uh activity i'll tell you that because i've never in all the years i've doing i've never seen some of the stuff that happens in these movies that's happened in real life now i've seen like lights turn off and things like that things moving but nothing in the scale of like 
like maybe like the exorcist where things are flying off the walls and things the whole room's just gone totally ballistic i've never seen anything like that i'm hoping to see something like that one day that's that's my dream but uh i've yet to see that i'm waiting <laughs> i'm waiting but uh nah, never seen it yet i'm still waiting though i'm still still waiting but you know it could happen one day it could happen you never know you might get into a case where you know there's this totally crazy activity and things are flying around and who knows you know it's possible but i do think there are times when there's a certain person they get into a certain location and they're like this geomagnetic force and when you get these two things together and all of a sudden it's like an explosion of paranormal activity and it's not particularly the house as much as it is the person there are people that are haunted I, I like to call them haunted people or there are these people that are psychically charged or and I'm not a big psychic fan you know what I mean I like these TV shows with this psychic medium Teresa Caputo and all that maybe they're they're really psychic I really don't know um I just I, I don't know it's it's hard for me to swallow that you know there are some people that have this ability I think um I've yet to really witness it you know they talk about I'm talking to spirit and all this well I, I don't know it someone would really have to convince me without a shadow of a doubt of something that happened to me and someone that I love that's passed on and told me something secretly about that person that me and that person did that only me and them would know. And then maybe I would be uh, convinced, you know, but maybe they have an ability where they can read your mind. You know what I mean? I don't really know. Maybe they have this thing where they can read your mind and they're telling you, you know, you might, this might pop up into your mind and they're able to read what's on your mind. I really don't know. You know what I mean? It's just something that's interesting. I've always been interested in it. And, um, never really held a lot of like high regards in it because uh you know i just think it's so media entertainment wise now <clears throat> it's not i don't know it, it just seems like the people the people that do it for tv do it for money and you know to do something for money on someone's grief um i don't think i don't think that's right you know um you know, when you lose somebody you really love, there's always that spot in your heart that uh, it's never going to be the same. It's never going to heal. That, that loss is always going to be there until the day you die, until you leave this world. That loss is going to be there, especially people that have lost their children, which I cannot imagine losing my kid. Um, I tell you, they, they, there's people got to have a lot of strength to move forward after um, losing their kid. That's not an easy thing. I, I That's something that never heals your heart. It's not, I don't care what anybody says. You are never going to get over that. I mean, I've never lost my child or I know people that have, which is, it's it's really heartbreaking. Um, but, and I lost my grandparents. And, you know, you know losing your grandparent is it's difficult. I, I still miss mine every day. Um, 
but I couldn't, I couldn't imagine losing a kid or, or your mom, your dad. My parents are still here. Um, I'm 50 years old, but you know, my parents are still here. A lot of people's parents are, are gone. And that's, a, you know, that's a thing that you, you don't get over that. You know what I mean? And I think if there's people out there using that to gain money to, you know, on someone's grief, saying they're psychic and they're really not, um, I think that's wrong in all aspects, a thousand percent wrong. And, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're doing something like that, because it's totally not cool whatsoever. Uh, I would not associate with some people that do fake stuff. Like it's not, I can't do that. That's not what I'm in this for, for fakery. That's not why I do this. Uh, I'm looking for a bigger answer. Is there life after death? That's what I'm looking for. I, just just because of the loss that I've had in my family with, uh, you know, losing my uncle, losing my grandfather, losing my cousin, close friends I lost. Um, it's really scary. I don't know if you ever really sat down and thought about dying. Some people, maybe they look at it a different way than I do, but um, dying is really scary. If you think about it, we're all going to do it. It's a natural process in our lives. Uh, we're born, we die. It's, it's just a natural process, a step to life. You know, you're born, you die, you're you're gone. And some people think when you die, it's just that's it. It's darkness. It's your life's gone. Like just like before you were ever born, you never knew you were born. You know, you didn't. What were you before you were born? Do you have any kind of memory before you were born? I don't. I have no clue, you know, <laughs> I have no clue. Is that the way it is when you die? In the Bible, it kind of says that. kind of says, you you know, you're, you're asleep until it's time for judgment, you know, but, but I'm not a, you know, there's some people that are not into the Bible. They're not into religion or, you know, and that's their, their choice to be not into that. Um, I happen to be religious. I believe that there's Jesus Christ. There is something else after we die. Just because of the things I've experienced, there is, without a doubt, something else. What it is entirely, I couldn't tell you. I, and I don't think anybody can tell you. I, I get tired of hearing these people that say that they can, you know, all oh, this is what happens when you die. You're going to this dimension. You're going to that dimension. I don't believe that. I don't. I, how, do, how are you going to tell me if you died yet? No, you haven't died yet. You're just making some kind of assumption that that's what it is. You know, and, you know, I just, you're not going to know until it's your time, but there is something else. I don't know what it is. Uh, is it, I, I know that they don't give you a lot of answers to it. They give you a little snippets of stuff. You know what I mean? Like you hear a voice here, you hear a voice there. I've asked this question a lot because I've always, I, I I know you're not supposed to ask if there's a heaven. You know what I mean? You have to believe in your heart that there's a heaven to be Christian. Uh, you know, you've got to believe in Jesus Christ. You believe in Jesus Christ, you're going to heaven. Um, we're all sinners. We're born sinners. That's just how it is. You know, but you, you know, in, in the Catholicism, the belief is, you know, we're born sinners. That's how it is. You have to beg for you know, a penance and 
absolution to be forgiven for your sins before you can go to heaven. Uh, that's why you go to confession and, you know, have to do penance to forgive you for your sins that you've committed. Um, is that the way it is? I don't know. I've talked to people who have actually died and came back. Um, and one guy told me, I, you know, he said he had died. And I knew him. I investigated. He actually had a haunted um, library. Uh, his name was Jim. I can't say his last name, but his name was Jim. Very nice guy. Um, he owns a library, uh, like an old, uh, a used bookstore. And uh, he actually dropped dead in the middle of a parking lot. And um, he was dead. He went into full cardiac arrest and he died. And uh, luckily, two passerbys had seen him in between two cars. He had passed, he had died in between his car and another car in a parking lot, in a Staples parking lot. And uh, luckily, two people had walked by and just happened to be registered nurses. And they immediately started CPR on him. They don't even know how long he was laying there, but he was, he had no pulse. He was not breathing. He was dead. They started CPR on him, and uh, they brought him back. But, you know, he said, yeah, I, I was dead. They brought me back. They saved my life. And uh, he had to have heart surgery and all that stuff, and, he, you know, he, he came back. And, uh, and I, he told me this, and I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, man. I said, wow. I said, let me ask you a question. He goes, yeah. I said, did you see something? He's like, I did. He seen something when he died. I said, what did you see? He goes, I can't really describe it. He said, um, it was beautiful, but he, he said the whole thing was, was there was a sense of, uh, of peace and not caring about anything else. You're like, kind of like your, your earthly worries were over. He said, I didn't worry. He said, I had no more worry in my life. He said, I was floating kind of like in the, in the sky. He said, I had no worries. And I didn't care about anything. He said, I was just there existing. He said, I seen, he said, I can't explain. He said, all I can tell you is it's, it's a peacefulness. He said, it's not bad. He said, it's, it's a peacefulness. And uh, the way he described it almost made you feel like, hey, that was, there's, maybe he was going to heaven. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I really don't know. I, when, when I really sit down and think about dying, it scares the hell out of me. Um, I almost get like hyperventilating kind of like when I start thinking about dying. And, I, you know, it's just like, Am I going to die? I'm definitely going to die one day without a doubt. And when you turn, you know, you're, you're hitting, you hit 50 years old. How many more years you got left? You know what I mean? I'm sitting here talking to you. I, maybe I'll live another 10 years, 15 years. 20, I, you don't know. With this day and age with all these weird diseases and, you know, scientists coming up with these vaccines with COVID and, you know, it takes years and years and years to develop a vaccine. And here we are getting a vaccine that they developed in six months. That's unheard of. I don't know about you, but I've, I've never heard of a vaccine being developed in six months. It takes years to develop a, a, a really functional and safe vaccine. And here we are taking shots, you know, and they're making people do it like, that's that's insane. You have people in the government that they made them take a COVID shot or they were going to fire them. That's insane. 
that's insane. That's you know, just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm getting off the course here. Sorry about ghosts, but if you really sit down and think about dying, it scares the shit out of me. I don't, maybe maybe it will scare you too. I don't know, but really think about it. Losing your loved ones. I think that's you know. I think some people's energies are so strong, and and they're so you know, gripped in the earth that when they die. They don't want to leave. I think these are the people that are ghosts. That they're so entrenched in what what's going on in their life that they can't let go. You know what I mean? So they die, and they're so entrenched with what's going on in their life, with their loved ones, with their family, and they don't want to go. And they don't go. They stay here. And I think that's, you know, maybe they were in love with their house. They loved everything about what they were doing. And then there's some people, when they die, they just, they move on to whatever whatever's next. If there's something next, I think there is. I'm entitled to think that anybody's entitled to think what they want. Maybe they think psychics are real. I don't know. Maybe they think the mind things are, are, you know, real in every investigation, but I don't think so. But you know, that's my opinion. And, uh, I'm not going to argue with anybody about their opinions. That's your opinion. If you know, you think there's demons and Hey, knock yourself out. But, I always say this too, the bigger the claim, the bigger the proof. So you're going to claim something, you better be able to prove it. So if you're saying, you know, this house has demons in it or it has major paranormal activity, you better be able to back that claim up with something. You know, you better share some kind of evidence of paranormal phenomena or demonic phenomena before you go talking about there's some demons in there or, you know, I, I don't use psychics in investigations. I'm sorry. That's just, I don't do it. People believe in them. I don't, uh, not to say that there, maybe there is someone out there that's psychic. Yeah. I mean, they really have to prove it to me and I challenge any psychic one here to come on. You know, if you're psychic, Hey, come on the show and, and prove me wrong. I definitely like to be proven wrong. I'm not by any means, a know-it-all or I go by what I experience. Um, I, I, anything I say on here is my personal experience that I, I've experienced and I've seen and I've done. Um, I'm not going to give anybody a line of bullshit about something I've done. I've done it. I did it. And that's, that's the facts. Uh, if I've investigated and I experienced something, I experienced it. I documented it. Anything that I say, I can pull it up here on this computer right now and show you the evidence. I don't have to lie about anything that I've done in the last 20 plus years investigating. You want to hear something I got or see it? I'll pull it up on this computer in two seconds and let you hear it and let you see it. And I have no problems with putting it out in the public. I like putting it out there. I like people to see it because I definitely think that there's things out there. That I know there's things out there that we can't explain. And that's including cryptids, sea things, sea monsters, maybe uh, you know, mermaids. Um, I definitely think they're out there, without a doubt. I don't know if they're mermaids or maybe there's some kind of alien technology that's here. You know, And I definitely think there's aliens here, without a doubt, because I seen one when I was a kid. I seen a UFO. Uh, that's no bullshit. I'll take a million lie detector tests. Anything, David, somebody wants to give me, I seen it. You know, and... Uh, it's definitely the life that 
was not it's not from here that's for sure that craft that i've seen is no way possible was from here it just went too fast any human being would be liquid in about two seconds as fast as that thing took off one of the most amazing things i've ever seen in my life and it changed my life and got me into this into the paranormal stuff i went from that to paranormal you know about ghosts and demons and you know are these things real you know and you know i've yet to see anything demonic to claim that that's real that's what i'm basing my research off of i never seen it now have i had weird shit happen i really have i can't some of the stuff that i've had happen i cannot explain but i won't say it's demonic because i have no proof that things are demonic like i said the bigger the claim the bigger the proof and you know you're gonna claim it you gotta prove it that's just how it is you know i can't say that something's demonic and i can't prove it just because someone gets scratched with three scratches doesn't mean that's a demonic thing it does not mean that it's a that's a typical tv movie scenario because someone got scratched three scratches it's demonic it's a movie hype that sells uh i've been scratched three times i've personally been scratched had three scratches do i think it was demonic no did i see any demons no maybe that's the only way this thing can communicate with you is by scratching you or pushing you or pulling your hair you know maybe it pushed you down the stairs is that demonic no why why, why would why would it be demonic because they pushed you down the stairs your friend can push you down the stairs by accident you know what i mean maybe your friend will you know get your attention to push you and you you tripped and fell down the stairs that you know that's it's not demonic it happens it maybe an accident maybe it didn't mean to push you and you fell down the stairs you know what i mean it, 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 foul smells is it demonic i don't i don't think so i've smelled it before that it was freaky it was totally freaky um i experienced it i smelled it definitely smelled like a dead body but if you're talking to someone who's dead i don't think they'd be smelling like roses right they would probably smell like a dead body i i really don't know i i know when you hear evps a lot of times you don't smell anything involved with it. sometimes you smell a perfume or or something i've only smelled that dead body smell one time in all the years i've been investigating once i've smelled that and i'm telling you it was it was phenomenal it stunk very bad but it was phenomenal how it happened and went away as quick as it came just disintegrated into thin air and it's it just amazing um i can't explain it it happened and he, he said you know the client said that it would happen with you know read the bible and it happens so you know this season is going to be pretty good we're going to talk about a lot of different things we're going to get into uh definitely want to get into cryptids i want cryptids i want to get uh some people maybe from like the Navajo Nation to come on here and talk about cryptids with skinwalkers because I'm really, I don't know a lot about skinwalkers and uh, I'd really, really like to get someone on the show that knows about skinwalkers, has seen them, experienced them and, and talk great detail about it because that I think that's very, very interesting. And UFOs too, I'm definitely going to get some more people with UFOs. I'm totally into UFOs 
and aliens. I definitely think the technology is here. They are here. They've been here a long time. And uh, we'd be fools to think we're the only people in the whole universe. And we don't even know how big the universe is. Um, to think we're the only people that exist. Uh, that's foolish and very uh, careless to think something like that. And, you know, if some of these things were, you know, these aliens were uh, hostile, we'd be dead already, folks. Because their technology is way more advanced than what we have. So... Are these things hostile? I don't think so. Um, you know, somebody might say otherwise, but if they wanted us dead, it would already happen a long time ago. It would have happened. Just they would, they could wipe us out easy. We don't have the technology they have, and it's obvious that the technology we have, we got from them. So uh, I don't think that human beings are are smart enough to develop this kind of of technology. Especially from when I was a kid to now, we've we've went uh, bounds and leaps in technology from when I was a kid till now. I had a black and white TV when I was a kid. Now we have, uh, you know, I can get a mini SD card that stores so much stuff. You, you got you know, these terabyte hard drives, cell phones. You got a computer in your hand. I mean, we didn't even have cell phones when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> the, the furthest thing we see is a cell phone was uh, a shoe phone from uh, Get Smart when uh, it was a TV show. He had a shoe phone. But, you know, Star Trek. See the doors open up on her and they had the radio. Like, dude, that was like a Nextel back then, you know. We, they didn't, we didn't know anything about Nextels, but, you know, here's Captain Kirk. He's got a Nextel. He's calling back to the ship. We had no idea about Nextels enough, not, you know automatic you know this this stuff's amazing man and um it's amazing that some of these movies that they're putting that that they've put out the actual stuff comes true in them too so um definitely stay with me folks uh sorry about the uh, delay in season two we're gonna try to get it on a regular uh maybe go live some when i can uh my work schedule is really really nuts right now so I'm trying to squeeze things in, plus I'm investigating, so um, it's going to be, uh, it's been crazy the last couple months since Christmas, so oh, I'm, I'm glad to be back, though. I'm glad to get out here and put some more information out and talking about the paranormal stuff, but I definitely, definitely want to get into the, the uh, UFOs and cryptids, uh, talking about Bigfoot. I, I totally love Bigfoot stuff, too. I mean... That the cryptids. I don't know much about skinwalkers from what I've read. Uh, even getting into the Mothman thing, I think that's very, very interesting too. So I, I was watching a documentary, a documentary the other day about Mothman, and they had a scientist on there. He was a biologist, and he was talking about the Mothman was this uh, this big owl. It was a big owl that you know his eyes were you know in the in nighttime his eyes glow red. Everybody. Allegedly, everybody mistaken this Mothman for this owl. So, is it true? I'd love to get some people on from uh, from West Virginia, from down that area, and uh, talking about Mothman. If anybody listens to the show, you're from that area, please send me an email at paranormaljournal18 at comcast.net. And uh, I want to get you on the show and talk about it. And uh, I'm going to be reaching out to some more people. I'm actually going to be on some podcasts as well. I'm going to have my friends from uh, Mission Spooky coming on, talking about an investigation we did together 
Uh, we did a joint investigation together with uh, me, Kiki, and uh, the guys uh, from uh, Mission Spooky, and uh, we had a blast. We did have fun. We were all tired as hell by the end of it, but uh, we did have fun, and we ate some pretty good dinner and laughed and joked, and um, but we had we had fun, man. It was fun. Cord and those guys are cool, man. Cord, JC, and uh, Kiki, they're really, really cool. Uh, we had we had a hell of a good time, and uh, definitely can't wait to do it again with him. And I'm going to have him on the show. We're going to talk about the investigation, and we're going to play some EVPs that we caught that night because we did catch some really good EVPs that night in that investigation. So stay tuned for that one. I'm going to have them on real soon. We're working out a date where we can all for do the uh, podcast and then you know produce the I'll produce put it on and uh, get it out here to you guys. But it was a cool night and. Uh, the Mr. Spooky people, really, really good, good, good people, honest people, and I like them a lot. And uh, I've been on their show a couple of times, so go check out Mission Spooky podcast as well. Uh, they're on Spotify and, and all, all the you know iTunes. They're on all that same as same as the Paranormal Journal podcast. And like I said, I'm going to have them over here with me. So I'm going to wrap this up for tonight, folks. The first episode back for season two is uh in the books i'm glad to be back definitely tune in because we are going to have a hell of a hell of a lot more stuff so till next time folks have a good rest of your week and uh i'll see you next time on the paranormal journal podcast night everybody That will conclude our broadcast of the Paranormal Journal podcast. Have a great night.